1: Good morning, Nutters. It is Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Playing with a hurt voice this morning, so bear with us. But we are joined by the one and only Dwayne Long out of Columbus, Ohio. Dark gray Midwest, Dwayne. How goes it?
0: Dark gray Midwest, Dan. That's how it goes. It's just... Uh, and uh I, I don't remember these three-day rains like we're having these days. People say there's no glo- global warning. I don't believe it. There's just this is just crazy. But uh, we haven't had a cold winter, and
1: and uh, spring's just around the corner. The sun actually peeked through the Midwest on the weekend. We appreciate that. Alan True, Midwest recruiting analyst for 24/7 Sports, does a fantastic job. Spent a ton of years on the East Lansing beat. There's a running back in the state of Michigan named Donovan Edwards. Alan True has flipped his crystal ball from the University of Michigan to the Ohio State University. We've talked a ton about running backs. Last week I did a show with Steve Wolfong about Travion Henderson and Donovan Edwards, two of the best backs I've seen. I will admit, I think Henderson is the best back I've seen on tape here in recent memory. What's interesting is Edwards would be in the running for number two, in my opinion. There is a very good chance now that he's going to join the Buckeyes via verbal commitment. Your thought on the addition of Donovan Edwards, if he does hop on, what that would mean to the rest of the class, I compare Donovan Edwards to Darren McFadden. He's used a lot of the same ways, but it does probably mean you won't get Travion Henderson. Your thoughts on the developments among these elite backs? Well, that's the thing. It's 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 probably going to cost us
0: Henderson, uh, and I'm I'm with you. Henderson is is uh, is just to me. Uh, I like Kamar Wheaton too. But uh Henderson is just I, I was just amazed at his film. Uh but here's the dilemma you're stuck with, Dan. How do you say uh let's wait a minute to to a back as good as Edwards? I mean, I just watched his film before uh we got on the call and I uh, his his latest film, it's eight minutes and it's worth Eight minutes of your life to watch. with it. He looks so much better. Just you know, he's he's maturing physically. Uh, I see a kid that's become even more electric. He can uh, change direction. He's just really impressive, and he's a really outstanding receiver. And that is becoming just more and more important. Other places, more than Ohio State. I wish we would throw to the backs more just uh you know use that safety valve like that especially with a kid that's that's as good as this one in the open field i just don't know uh, as much as i want henderson i just don't know if you can i wouldn't say no to edwards i just wouldn't i i'd go ahead and, and uh you know just see if we could talk henderson in, in the you know a two back system you know hey dude you're going to you're going to play as much here as you would anywhere else uh, you're you're both going to get 15 carries or more game, and you know we are run first offense. Uh, uh, no matter how prolific our passing attack is, we're going to run the football uh, and then try to try to get both of them. But there's just no way Edwards is just too good a football player. Um, to me, you, you know, you just uh, it's going to be really interesting because they say Corey Kiner. Uh, here in Ohio, is always kind of lean toward Michigan, and we're getting the Michigan back. Uh, That would be, you know, a pretty interesting thing. Uh, And, you know, it hurts Michigan, them losing an in-state guy, more than it hurts us losing an in-state guy. For one, the Michigan back is better, and we're recruiting better nationally. So uh, that's another plus uh, as far as, getting edwards is concerned but you know you you, you just can't wait on henderson you you, you really can't as, as special
1: as he is uh edwards pretty special too if they really thought they were going to get Trey on henderson edwards is the only back i would take i wouldn't take any other back in this class and risk that if you want to look at a silver lining between edwards and henderson Edwards is a better receiver. He's a bigger guy. He has a much higher upside as a blocker, kind of an all-down back. I do think it's more realistic for them to sign Corey Kiner as the second back with Edwards in the mix rather than Henderson. I don't buy into a two-running back system with Edwards and Henderson. I don't think that's realistic. The two-back system, to me, when you're recruiting, falls in line with the guy who's going to come to college with his high school buddy in the package deal. It sounds great. It's just not going to happen. Another position of serious emphasis in this class, I think it's going to be like a wide receiver in the last class, defensive line. we already have commitments from Jack Sawyer and Mike Hall. I think you could make a very strong argument that they're the two best defensive linemen in the state. They're in the mix, though, for Tumushi Adelaide, J.T. Tumalo, Damian Robinson. If you had to take two of those three and say no to one of them, who would it be?
0: Uh, I would have to say Robinson. Uh, as much as I would hate to do that, uh, he would be the one. I you know I gotta I gotta put number three on that list of, of guys you just threw out there. Uh, really good defensive line crop this year, uh, both ends and tackles. Weak side in, not so much. Strong side in, very strong class. Tackle, strong class. Uh, you know, it would have to be Robinson, and I would do so very reluctantly. I would. I would look to try to shuffle things around, see if I could take him, too.
1: Adelaide and Tumalau look to me like guys who will eventually be better inside. It just depends. Really, Adelaide is
0: already uh, a kid that uh, build-wise you may think about sliding him down. But he's so long, and, I mean, you want to talk about reach, and and it's everything out there on the edge. So you don't want to give that up to move him down inside, uh, you know, I, you, I don't worry about it. I just take him, and and wherever he ends up, he ends up. You know, maybe he'll go uh, a Deshaun Cornell route and just flop back and forth. The positions can be somewhat interchangeable, depending on down distance and, and what you're trying to do uh, on, on a particular play. Uh you know, that's the thing you have to think about with a guy like that, the versatility, that, you know, maybe he's going to grow to 285, 290, but you could still put him outside and at least on uh, over, over a right tackle where he's going to have a quickness advantage and, uh, and still win battles out there. Uh, I like having that kind of versatility out of a guy. Uh, you, you take him. He's automatic. You don't even think about it.
1: I'll tell you what's interesting, sometimes there's an out-of-sight, out-of-mind factor to recruiting with guys who commit really early on. But when you're thinking about this class, everyone has to remember that it starts with the third Bosa brother basically on the edge and Jack Sawyer. That's a great start. We'll be back in one minute to chat about one job on the offense that seems wide open. We are back. We've talked a lot about open jobs. One of the spots we haven't talked about a lot, slot receiver. I think everyone understands that Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson will be the outside receivers. But the slot is wide open. KJ Hill basically rode that spot to the most receptions in team history. But if you go to fill it now, it's kind of challenging. CJ Saunders is waiting to find out if he'll be get another year of eligibility. Bill Curlick is all over that. He could be a candidate there. Jameson Juice Williams could be a candidate there. There's the Jalen Gill, Demario McCall always got to find a spot for these guys who do you believe will end up filling that spot there's also some rookies who give it a chance i'm getting ready to eat
0: breakfast dan so i'm going with the juice that kid i mean when he caught the ball last year and he turned and boom it was like he was shot out of a cannon i mean i went damn as soon as i saw that his ability to just explode He's a little bit bigger kid than most of your slots, but he's still a slot receiver, which is a beautiful thing. But that just that explosive nature. I'm going, I'm going, Juice Williams all the way with that one. I, I you know, we're gonna have some guys. I think we could see the, these new kids coming in. It is the best crop of receivers I've ever seen at any school in the in the uh, scholarship limit era. I'm telling you. It was a spectacular class of receivers overall uh as good as I've ever seen. Uh, I would at least have to go back to when Julio Jones and uh um, what's a j green receiver a j green came out that that year was incredible too. We've seen some incredible receiver years in fact, but last year, wow, uh, and we got three of the top ten and and that's just amazing so That's the one spot, even though all three are probably better suited to be outside guys, ex-receivers, uh, they are still special and, and they could, that slot opportunity could, uh, it could be the one where we could see them getting on the field more. But, uh, of the veterans, uh, I'm, I'm going with the
1: juice. It's interesting, the one freshman you didn't mention, Mookie Cooper, was actually a slot receiver in high school but hadn't played football in a while, so I'd be a little surprised if he could get it done. I mentioned C.J. Saunders. What do you think about him coming back and playing in the slot and being kind of the veteran presence in the locker room? Of course, he missed all last year with an injury, and he's waiting for the NCAA to decide if he gets another year of eligibility. What's your thought on that?
0: Well, uh, the key word was that you said there is veteran. A guy coming back who's been there, done that, it it matters. You know, I don't he's not he would not have been a walk on if, if he was that gifted an athlete, but what he does is he figures out a way to get open and he catches the football. Who's that sound like? Sounds to me like KJ Hill who is who just went down to the senior ball and looked the place up and moved himself up in the draft. There is something to that, Dan. When you're talking about throwing a football is get open and catch the football. <laughs> it's, it doesn't get, whether he does anything afterwards, if he just does that, you've got an effective receiver. So it's good to have him back. I think that the talent that's around him with these younger guys may push him down, but we want him. Yeah, we we want to have him back. And, uh, you know, he may, who knows what he's going to do. But if he just does that, get open and catch the football, he's going to be an asset.
1: I completely agree. I really hope that sixth year gets granted. As much as the talent level for Ohio State's receiving core right now is probably maybe at its highest it's ever been in terms of one room, it is very young. Austin Mack and K.J. Hill and Ben Victor, off to the league. They've lost a lot of veteran experience in that room. Let's hope the NCAA does the right thing and let C.J. have another year. We hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great Tuesday, Buck Hunters.